listening to the home of cool, irreverent, and entertaining talk right here on L.A. Talk Radio. You're listening to The Art of Love with your host, Lucia, right here on L.A. Talk Radio. Welcome to The Art of Love. My name is Lucia. I'm your host and a dating and relationship expert. And I'm here to entertain, educate, and enlighten you about love, dating, and relationship. Take your calls, answer your emails, and speak to authors of books, which I find interesting. And today's book title is a very interesting one. I think this is going to be uh, an interesting interview because the title is Men don't heal, we hoe. <laughs> so let me bring on the author, Stephen James Dixon, and we're going to find out what it is all about. So, uh, Stephen, welcome to the show. Hey, thanks for having me. All right. So as I was just saying, the title of your book, Men Don't Heal, We Ho, a book about the emotional instability of men. We don't often hear people talking about the emotional instability, so we're going to delve into that. Um, so just a bit of background, relationship expert Stephen James Dixon is, um, of course, an author. The book delves into the longtime Dallas resident's transformation from a hoe to a successful husband and father. It also addresses issues for men and women who are struggling in their relationships and shows them how to be successful at them. So the first thing I have to ask you, since you live in Dallas, and of course that's where Cheaters is filmed, have you ever seen the Cheaters crew when you were out and about? <laughs> I never have. Uh, um, yeah, uh, I was actually supposed to do a show with him uh, one night, and uh, he ended up getting caught up in some Cheetahs episodes, so I missed him. Oh, so you did see it, but you have seen them out somewhere? No, no, no. they scheduled us to, oh. to do an appearance together for a show, and he ended up not being able to make it. Oh, okay. Yeah, because that looks like it's quite interesting if you happen to be get caught up in one of those. Because <laughs> you, do, right. you do talk about cheating in the book. Now, I have to tell you, you said s- several things in the, bo- in the book which I thought were really profound. Mm-hmm. And one, the, one of them is, uh, today women are more concerned with making sure they're not being treated as a hoe than they are concerned about being treated as a lady. You know, ain't that the truth? Yes. Yes, I'm glad you pulled, you know, you know what I, I want to say, that I'm glad I sent you questions, but I, I'm interested in the questions that you have, because I've never been asked that question or to talk about that item in all our interviews that I do. But yeah, these days, um, and it really goes back to some of the other things I said in the book, too, about single women and how they, the perception they give off these days. Um, these days, I find a lot of single women are more concerned with what type of woman this man would want, instead of saying, this is the type of woman that I am. And this is what the values I bring to the table. This is how I add value to your life. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and isn't it? But so, like, what can it? Because I find this happening also with myself and my girlfriends. Like, um, we'll be sexual with someone, and then we won't hear from them for two weeks, and then it's like, well, now I feel like a hoe. <laughs> exactly. And so, what I talk about too is that sex will never keep a man. It will never ever keep a man. It will never make me commit to you. It'll never make you make me upgrade you to wife or to whatever. Um, what I talk about and, and, and examples I give is that, like for example, my wife and the reason why I married her is because she come by the house and do little things that showed me that she can make my house into a home. She showed me her value. So she'd come and uh, bring a candle, you know, $8, $10 candle or a picture frame. Like I'd have a, you know, I'm a, I'm a, I was a single man. I got the basic necessities. And so I'd have just an old cheap picture frame from Target somewhere. She'd come through and bring a nice picture, picture frame or, or she'd suggest that we paint and things like that and she'd come in and do a full finish and all these different things. She showed me her value. And I think a lot of women have values and they're, and they're very creative and have things that they can do, but they just don't show those type of things to men. They think that the sex or the conversation or whatever is what's going to make a man decide to be with them and that's not the case. Right, absolutely. Who knew? So maybe we should just stop having sex and start bringing over knickknacks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, of course we need the sex. Don't get me wrong. Oh, okay. We definitely need it, and we enjoy it. But at the end of the day, if you come to my house when I was dating, if you came to my house and we had sex, I didn't know anything about you. I just knew that we had sex. Right. And so what I'm saying is I, I, I wanted to learn more about women. Well, at the time, I, I can't say that I wanted to learn more, but 
what what happened with the woman I was dating that I married is that she showed me more. And so because she showed me more, that's why I decided, hey, this is the one I need to marry. Right. And by the way, your um, website is relationshipbeast.com. That's where you can get the book and also advice and all sorts of goodies over there I've seen. Um, yeah. yeah, you're totally right. So now also another profound thing you said was that right now women are too busy trying to catch a man cheating. They can't relax and love. So what can they do then? Yeah, um, what I talk, go ahead. No, it's it's your turn. <laughs> yeah, what I, what I, what I, what I'm what I'm talking about there is um, so often uh, women are, are so concerned with what their man is doing that if they took care of their man, they could worry a lot less about what they're doing. And so uh, now, now of course, some women you could be the most perfect wife in the world, and your man will cheat anyway. Mm-hmm. Those, 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 and I and I think those women who have that type of man, they know that they're the type of man. I don't feel sorry for them at all. I think they, the, those type of men were probably the same type of man they are as, as a married man as they were when they were a single man. And so I don't think, you know, there's a lot of men that have cheated, but I don't think a lot of men are cheaters. You understand, you mm-hmm. understand, you understand the difference? A lot of people just put them all, um, a man has cheated one time, he's a cheater. No, that doesn't mean that. Mm-hmm. And so what I talk about in that scenario, I talk about, okay, instead of saying, you know, where were you last night and things like that. Well, if you were at home and, and, and uh, okay, to answer that question, I have to go around the way. Okay. The reason why men cheat is because the fa- the fantasy of our, our wife and what we had before we got married, um, like when you when you were dating, you can call a woman and say, hey, I'm on my way over there. There was an excitement. You know, the woman got ready for you to come over there. She showered, changed, get cleaned up, all that stuff. The man is excited about coming over there. That excitement is gone. That fantasy is gone. And so we need to, in our marriages, create those fantasies or relationships. Can't continue to create those fantasies so that man can be excited about seeing you again. And so in my, in my training, what I do is uh, I talk to a lot of women about how you talk to your husband when he's out. And so my wife, my wife will send me sexy pictures, like, hey, when you get home, I'm, I'm waiting for you, I'm ready for you, things like that that we used to do when we were dating that we stopped doing for a couple of years while we were married. Mm-hmm. And so we, we, we now focus on just, uh, just, just making sure that we're there for each other in that sexual, flirtatious, fun type of way that we're missing. So if you're, you're sexual, flirtatious, fun like that with your husband, then chances are you'll have a better chance of your marriage being strong and surviving and him not being entertained by other women when he's out somewhere. So basically, in a way, she has to still keep acting like a girlfriend. Oh, definitely. That's exactly what I'm saying. You definitely need that that sneaky, freaky, you know, conversation. Like, for example, uh, a husband said to me one day that um, he called his wife and, and he was just talking nasty. That's how he felt. He felt nasty. He wanted to be freaky and he wanted. He had been drinking. He was on his way home. He was like, hey, when I get home, I want to, you know, do this to you and things like that. Mm-hmm. And the wife was immediately like, you know, who are you talking to? Like, you can't <laughs> talk to me like that. You know, you turn me off and blah, blah, blah. But these are the same type of conversations that they were having, you know, five or six years prior. Right. And so what wives need to understand is I can't do that with my wife, but I can do that with my girlfriend. Mm-hmm. And so one of the things I'm, I'm talking to wives about is when your husband is out somewhere or whatever, and he's had some drinks with his friends and things like that, so on his way home, he's thinking about, I'd like to be intimate tonight. And he's thinking about his wife. And so if he knows that when he gets home, there's too many husbands these days they get home and they got to tiptoe in and they're being quiet because they don't want to wake up the wife and they're sneaking into the bed and things like that. When the, when, why can't a wife meet him at the door? Why can't I, I, uh, a friend of mine recently had his, he got home and, and his wife had hung up some underwear in the in the garage just to let him know that hey I'm awake I'm I'm ready for you come on in come and get your wife I'm I'm, I'm available. Whereas you know when you're a married man and you're coming home if you know that you can't go home you know that you you know you when you get home your wife is going to be asleep and it's going to be a a dead night but if you have a girlfriend your girlfriend will always wake up that's true so that's the thing wives need to understand is that the girlfriend will always wake up whenever the wife doesn't want to wake up right and in fact you talked about when you're sleeping over uh with a girl uh and you are you know like sleeping you say to let her make the first move i thought that was really sneaky yeah, yeah, uh, that was a move for me. Like I uh-huh. say in that book, I say, hey, everybody can't do that, <laughs> you know. So it depends on the man and and how much how much swagger you got or how much game you have or whatever it is. But uh, usually, I was I was a perfect gentleman, and so a lot of times I would have cooked for a woman already, or I would have taken her out, showed her nice times and things like that. And so then I would always find that women would be kind of put off that I didn't, you know, make a move because you know how men are. We are always making that move, you know, to try and get some. Mm-hmm. And so when I would, whenever I wouldn't do that, they would just kind of be surprised that, you know, and almost offended, like, "Hey, you don't want me?" And I'm like, "Oh, well, I was just letting you, you know, take your time." And after that, it'd be on and popping. 
<laughs> Except for a few of us, because if someone said, oh, I'm just letting you take your time, I'd be like, thank you, good night. <laughs> exactly. We'd be going to sleep. Sometimes that happens to me too. I, I didn't win them all. Right, exactly. Now, um, how is it that women give their power away to men? What I'm talking about here is, um, uh, like, women have the power. Women, all women have what we want as men. And so, like I was talking, I was counseling a, a couple wives last week, and uh, both of them basically had the same scenario, except, well, it was a little bit different. One had a scenario where her husband would, you know, a lot of wives complain about this, they're not helping around the house and things like that. And so I said, okay, and so they, they would still want to be intimate, you know, later in the evening. Well, the woman was like, hey, I get home at 5.30, I cook, I clean, I take care of the kids, all that, while he's messing around, you know, watching, watching the game or whatever. I said, well, try this. And, and, and uh, I'm waiting for their responses back. I said, try this, and I wrote about it. And I said, um, when you get home at 5.30, walk up to your husband and nudge up against him. You know, put, put your booty on him a little bit. With, you know, flirt with him like that and say, hey, honey, I would really love to take you in the back and, you know, do something to you and that, that you would enjoy, but I need to go wash these dishes. You get what I'm saying? Uh-huh. You know, hey, honey, I would really like to um, just take you in the back and, and just rip all your clothes off. And, but I, I really need to cook and fold the clothes. And, and by the time I get finished that, I probably need to wash dishes and put the kids to bed. And I'll probably be too tired, so maybe you can try to catch me tomorrow. <laughs> and that man is going to say, hmm, hmm, let me see what I can do to help so you can, <laughs> you know, <laughs> give me some attention later. And so that's what, that's what I mean by power. Like, use your power. You know what we want. You know what I'm saying? You're just not, you're just not making it available in that type of way. Be flirtatious, manipulate him, whatever you got to do. We'll, it's, it's okay to manipulate your husband in that way. Yeah, well, because it's more like way, you're motivating him. Exactly, you're motivating him, and, and, and it's not some ugly thing because it's something that you want. It's healthy for the for the marriage, and uh, and, and and it'll just be better in the long run. So come home and give him some at six o'clock, and then you'll have his full, complete attention for the rest of the evening to do whatever you want. Come home and wear him out at six o'clock. Instead of waiting until ten o'clock, so so at six o'clock, right when you roll over, you can say, "Okay, now I need you to go wash those dishes." Your whole tone can change, and a man is not going to care because he's happy, he's satisfied. So do that. Use your power that way instead of waiting till the end of the night, and then you're kind of giving it up when you're tired and you're not active and it's not involved. And that's one of the problems too is that that a lot of times women are so tired they're not really involved with the sex anymore. And so I'm not trying to blame women because I, I I talk a lot, you know, definitely about men and women, you know, equally. And I talked to my, my, my fellow men about helping out around the house and things like that. For me, for example, on my extra freaky days, I may get home and call my wife and say, hey, what do I need to do today to make sure that I get some time with you? And so that goes out to my men friends who are listening, who are, who are uh, feeling like they're, they're sex-deprived at home and things like that. And so I call my wife, and she'll be like, hey, um, I need you to wash those dishes, take out that chicken so I can bake it later, and I need you to put a load of clothes in the laundry. Okay, cool. And so then I've helped her out. That that saves her, you know, 45 minutes, an hour that evening, and now she can give that hour to me later that night. Yeah, because, you know, men don't need a reason to have sex, but women, you know, if they don't feel like doing it, they're not going to want to do it. Not going to want to do it at all. They're just giving it to you. They're just laying there. And really what I found out, too, from my research is that women think that when you just lay there and you give it to them, <laughs> that he's happy with that. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. we're, we're okay, you know, we, yeah. we, we, we got to release. But it wasn't good. It's not, it's not that freaky thing that we needed, really. And so we still have a desire. We're still kind of hungry. It still has a, a need hasn't necessarily been met to the, to the full extent. And you want to meet your husband's full extent of his need. And so you have to be, you know, um, um, and so really one of the problems too with women is, is that you have to make that important. You have, to, you have to put that first. And so I challenge a lot of my, my women friends to put that first, put your husband first. It's biblical, really. You're supposed to put them first. And so you put them first, put them over the kids, put them over, the, over dinner, put them over the house, come in, get that husband right, and then, you know, you can list your demands after that. If your husband is taken care of by 6 o'clock, I guarantee you he'll be a lot better throughout the rest of the evening to, to, to talk to, to entertain, to do whatever you want to do because he's, he's been taken care of. All right. got to keep that in mind. So, but then also, what about single women? Um, you know, you said you, they give up their power by just dating one guy. Oh, definitely. I think women um, definitely have to date around. I write, I write about in the book uh, a scenario where a woman said, hey, you know, we went out about three or four times, and she said, hey, I'm, I'm only dating you. I can only date one guy at a time because I really don't care to focus on more than one guy at a time. 
And I looked her right in the eye and I said, hey, I'm dating about seven people. You know, two of them live out, live out of town and one's coming to town this weekend. And she was like, well, where is she staying? I'm like, she's staying with me. And so I basically let her know what was going on the whole weekend. You know, and so it's like she she's putting all her apples into my bag. When I got apples, just apple seeds, just <laughs> spread it all out, whatever, you know, dating. And, and she's just sitting at home waiting on me to call. Yeah. And so I'm not trying to say, I, 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 and I'm definitely not a proponent of my uh, of women, you know, going out having sex all the time and things like that. Like I said earlier, sex is not what's going to keep the man. And so I also state in the book, too, uh, that it's, it's really a double standard for women. Like, you have to work a little bit harder on your dating otherwise, because when a man plans a date, usually our date is all about trying to get in your pants. At the end of the day, somehow, some way, it's about getting in your pants. Whereas women are a little bit more creative, so I'm challenging our women to, to do the creative things, like say, hey, let's meet at the museum. Let's uh, let's go out. Let's just let's let's just take a walk and go through the zoo and see the animals. And men will usually do whatever a woman asks them to do, simply because they want you know some of that at the end of the end of the, uh, some you know be close to them at the end of the evening. Mm-hmm. So I, I need women just to be a little bit more creative, a little bit more aggressive. Um, and setting up plans and things like that to put themselves in better situations where men can learn more about them instead of just having sex. Because I write in the book, too, about if, if a woman was to invite me over to her house and, you know, you put me on the couch and put it in a movie and you think I'm not going to try anything, you're, you're crazy. You know, I'm trying to fill on your booty every time. And so, you know, women just have to be more creative. And it's a double standard. They have to work a little harder, but it'll benefit them in the long run. Right, and also by just having that movie uh, date, uh, he didn't really doesn't learn anything about her except that how she watches a movie. Exactly, you learn nothing. You know, and, and like women for all single women should stop that whole let's movie let's do a movie date. Yeah. They should stop that. Yes. You know what I'm saying? I mean, not, well, not stop completely, but I, I just want to. I really just want to challenge my single ladies to come up with better dating, and not and not that I'm not challenging my single men, but I'm just being real about it. I can challenge single men to do different dating all day long, and they're just not going to do it. But with women, since they have the power, they have what men want, they can just say it. If a woman, you know, they, they, they just met a man out, hey, said, hey, let's go to the zoo, the man is going to go. Guaranteed. Right. Yeah, and also the thing about dating multiple men is, uh, you know, the more bidders you have, then it's like an auction. Your price goes up. It, oh, definitely. And, and really, and men love that competitive thing about it. A lot of men, don't, they'll say they don't love it, but when you tell a man to his face, Hey, um, yeah, I'm dating someone else or whatever. Now maybe he stepped his game up a little bit more because we're competitive and we want to be the chosen one. And we're not used to it. These days, we can treat women however we want. Mm-hmm. Simply because, you know, we know either she's single. I mean, like, I literally would wait until the weekend to make plans with women. There's no way I will make a plan with you on Tuesday. There's no way. It's not necessary. Mm-hmm. I would literally wait until Friday at 5 o'clock and decide now who I want to go with because all the women are sitting at home waiting. Yeah, I know. That's why I always tell the women, do not accept a date at the last minute, no matter what. Oh, no matter what. Because once, once I called you at 8 o'clock at night on a Friday, huh. and you're sitting there at home, now I know that that's what you do. So next week is 9 o'clock. Then the next week is 10 o'clock. Then the next week I'm just calling you at 2 o'clock in the morning because I know you're waiting on me. You're bored. You have nothing to do. Don't answer the phone. Don't, don't do anything. you got to play the game as well as I do. And so understand that I'm watching and I'm learning your... Your, your mannerisms and, and what you're doing and where, your whereabouts, things like that. If I call you at 5 o'clock and you're just on your way home, like, hey, how's it going? Yeah, I'm just on my way home. Okay, all right. I know I could just probably call you back later. I could double back and, and see what's going on with somebody else and then call you back later at 7, 8 o'clock, and you're still going to be sitting at home doing nothing. Now, you also said that women are more concerned with how to get a man than they are with being a woman. So through a man's eyes, what does a woman look like? How, how, how does a woman behave? Like I said earlier, um, my wife, um, my girlfriend at the time, she came by, she added value to my life. You know, like, for example, uh, and, and really it goes out to a lot of women, too, who, do, who these days don't have the, their traditional values in terms of cooking and cleaning and taking care of a man and things like that. And I'm not trying to roll my women back, you know, 40, 50 years and say, hey, go be in the kitchen, because I cook and clean as well, you know. And so it's not about that at all. It's really more about with men, it means something to us for our wives to do something for us. Like, my, for example, my wife makes a sandwich for me that I know all the ingredients, but when I make it, it doesn't taste the same. Mm-hmm. And so I'll get out all the stuff, the sandwich, tomatoes, pickles, lettuce, all that, put it on the counter, and I wait for my wife to make it because I like the way my wife makes it. And so she does some things for me, whereas I got, I got a lot of friends who, you know, are, are doing really well financially, and they eat out every day. 
You know what I'm saying? Well, what are you doing for that man? How does that man know or feel? How does he feel? And, and men won't say this to you. We won't say to you, hey, uh, you need to cook a meal. We won't say that to you. If we got the money, we're just going out to eat all the time. But what are you doing for your man? You know what I'm saying? we kind of missing that. Like, because like, men, we're always doing something for our woman, even if it's just getting a car door. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Or, or it's me, I'm driving over to your house to pick you up to go out on a date. I did something for you. And so this is what's going on in our dating right now. A man drives over to a woman's house, right? He shows he's a gentleman. He's driven to her house. He's, he's knocked on the door. He's waited for her to get dressed. Um, she's come downstairs. We've opened up the door for her. She gets in. We take her out. She goes shopping. We wait on her to do shop. There's so many little things we do to show me a gentleman. But how do I know you're a lady? Mm-hmm. You know, because you're talking... It's not going to make me be a lady. Really, women need to understand that the women who are the great talkers and the great conversationalists understand that when I was dating, I was not concerned about how great a, a literary speaker you was or whatever. I, wasn't, I was not concerned at all about what you were saying. It was going in one ear and out the other ear because I'm really only trying to figure out what I have to say to get in your pants. That's it. I'm not listening to anything you got that you're saying. I'm not interested at all, really. I'm really just focused on what I have to say to get in your pants. So I need to be entertained more so than talked to. What do you mean entertained? What does the woman have to do? Like, like I said, uh, in terms of just um, we're out, we're at the museum, we're looking at things, we're doing things mm. instead of just we sitting on your couch talking to each other. Ah, okay. You know what I'm saying? So be more creative with your dating. Uh, there's a new concert, you know, suggest things. Let's just go for a walk. Hey, let's go, let's go on a picnic. At least then you're not in the house all the time. But I'm not trying to say you shouldn't be in the house sometimes. But uh, oh, oh, here's an example I gave in training over the weekend, uh, where women say, "Well, I can't, I can't show my woman." That's something I developed from women, single women. Something I developed called "Show Me Your Woman," because I don't know who you are. So show me your woman. So how do I show my woman? A, a woman said to me over the weekend, "How do I show my woman if I I can't have a man come to my house?" And I said, "You can. What you do is when that man comes by, instead of dimming the lights and lighting candles and all that, now you taking him in the kitchen. You put you put him at the table." You know, if you go back to all our TV shows and things like that, when men came into the kitchen, the woman immediately became the most powerful. That was where your man sit down, shut up, respect. And I'm not saying even that, that you have to be the one to cook the meal. Maybe you come to the kitchen and y'all cook a meal together. You know what I'm saying? Or you order out and, and fake like you cooked it. Something, do something. You know what I'm saying? Just And just and, and sit at a table and then you have a conversation. Maybe that's a little bit better than, you know, sitting on the couch. And so then at the end of that meal, instead of saying, hey, let's go over to the couch, now you're doing something else. You know, play a game, come up with a game or something like that, or, or even, you know, entertain a man with uh, all these uh, Wii games and things like that. Just, do, just be active and don't just think you can sit on the couch and look into each other's eyes and communicate and think that man is taking in everything that you're saying because we're not. We're really just concerned about what we have to say to get in your pants. Okay, so getting back to the sandwich thing, because I keep hearing this so often. It's like, well, you know, I just want a woman to make me a sandwich. So do you think that guys maybe even subconsciously are looking for someone to replace their mother who cooked for them and cleaned for them? Absolutely. I mean, you know, we uh, of course a lot of men won't admit that, that but, but I love it. You know, mm-hmm. and, and it's not necessarily that I'm looking for my mother. It's just I'm looking for ways for her to show me that she cares about me. And so that's how she shows me. What I, what I told a lot of women was when I was dating, you couldn't take me out to eat because I'm the type of man that I wouldn't allow you to pay. So if you can't pay for me, what are you doing to show me that you appreciate me? Because I'm showing you that I appreciate you or I value your time or, I, you know, things like that. But I'm not, I, don't, I don't get anything back from the woman. So if you're not cooking or, or helping or doing something, you can't just – like I had a lot of women on the – I'd have a party or something in my house. And so women will come by – sometimes and maybe they wouldn't help clean up or maybe they'd leave early or you know and i'm like okay i I know that's not someone that i want to build a future with i don't know anything about you so the woman i married here's an example the woman i married um whenever i'd have a party football party game night or whatever i'd say hey um let's order some pizza and wings all the women i dated but okay great yeah that sounds good well the woman i married was like no let's cook something Let's let's do a brunch or let's let's do something besides pizza. Let's have sushi today, for example. You know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. I say, let's have a barbecue. She said, well, let's do a brunch. Let's do something different. So it just showed me that she had other sides of her, and she was creative, and she wasn't always just going to follow my lead. She also had things that she wanted to lead about and showed the type of woman she was. And so I know I knew her woman before I married her. Mm. Interesting. Now at the end of the book, you have a series of questions which you answer. So I'm going to go through some of those questions now because they were really great questions. And of course, the first one is about commitment. So why are men unwilling to commit? 
number one, we don't have to. Mm-hmm. And so, um, a man, we're, we're we're naturally we we will always try to get away with whatever we can. That's just how we are. And so, uh, I, I, like I pose an example in the book where I say that if my wife would allow me to have a girlfriend on the side, I would. <laughs> and I'm a religious man. I'm in church every week. You know all that. I believe in the Bible. and I know it's a sin. But if I overheard my wife saying, "Hey, um, yeah, well, if Stephen was cheating. I wouldn't mind. We'd get over it. We'd get through it." In the back of my mind, I'm like, hey, man, I could, <laughs> I could get away with it. You know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. And, and it's, it's almost like a subconscious thing, like, you know, well, that woman that flirted with me that night, maybe, you know, I'll, I'll be willing to try it now. You know, and, and, and it's about us not having, not wanting to take that risk, you know. And so if I'm hurt now, why would I want to take the risk to be hurt again? And so that's why I talk to a lot of my women friends that you have to find out how that man's last relationship ended. Mm-hmm. So if you're dating a guy right now, and the last relationship he ended, um, she left him for his best friend. Chances are he's not going to be for, be ready for a relationship with you for a long, long time, no matter what he says. And so the longer you're dating him, the longer he's going to make you wait. And so any woman that's out there waiting on a man, understand that he will make you wait as long as you will wait. That's just how we're built. That's just We always do whatever we can get away with. And so then how does a woman get around that? Got to show him your woman. You have to show him your woman. You have to show him who you are. You have to show him how you add value to his life. You have to show him that you are that woman. I have to know before I marry you that you are wife material. I have to know before I marry you that you that you're going to be a great mother. I see you out. Like I used to watch women when I was dating. How are they around kids? Do they just sit on the couch with me watching the game, or do they jump on the floor? You know, even and, and I and I saw that in my wife. Whenever we'd be around our friends' kids, or when we were dating and things like that, she would be completely involved in how the kids were, whatever they were doing, whatever going on. Uh, uh, like, we'd be at a friend's house, and they'd be like, well, let me go change the baby's diaper. And my wife's like, oh, I'll come. You know what I'm saying? And so I knew then, okay, she's going to be a great mother. She's not afraid of, of what's in the diaper or any of that kind of stuff. And even now she is. So, like, even uh, if my son, my, earlier today, my son fell down. And, and it dawned on me today when I saw her, when my son falls down, my wife gets on the floor. I stand over my son and say, hey, you know, are you okay? Or, you know, and I'll try to pick him up or whatever. My wife jumps, literally is on the floor with him when he falls down. And so that's the kind of nurturer that I knew I wanted in my wife. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that sounds good. And so I need, we need to see that. We, need, we definitely need to see those sides of women before we marry them. Now, going back to what you just said about you know him still being uh, hurt over the last breakup. So how can a woman get a, the guy to open up and feel safe enough to give his heart again? Uh... This, that's a tough. That's a tough one right there. Uh-huh. Um, you got to understand what went wrong. It's probably best to talk about it a little bit so you can vent it and get it out, you know. And then try to get him to talk about his feelings, because cause a lot of times with men, and and really the book, the subtitle is a book about the emotional instability of men, and and men are un, emotionally unstable because they haven't dealt with the emotions from the past relationship. And so what I mean is, uh, men and women are dating. They break up on Thursday. Friday, the man has a new woman. And so Friday and Saturday, at no point, Sunday, the next week, the next month, has he sat down and evaluated that past relationship and thought about the things that he did wrong, thought about what he could have done differently, or thought about if he made a mistake in leaving that woman. And so the next time we think about those emotions from that woman is when we start to get emotional with this woman. And you say to yourself, man, you know, I was hurt last time. So the first time you really thinking about your emotions in your past relationship the first thing you're thinking about is that you were hurt and you didn't deal with it. You know, well, you're not thinking about you didn't deal with it. That's not really how we do it. But we're thinking about the last time I was at this place with a woman, I was hurt. And so now I'm with this place with this woman, I don't want to be hurt again. And so we need our men. And, and the book is also, too, about uh, men building those bridges to talk to one another about their emotions. Because right now I can, I can lose my wife today and, and my best friend will call me tomorrow and say, hey, Stephen, are you okay? And he knows that I'm not okay. I lost my wife. I love her. I want to be with her for the rest of my life. He knows that I'm not okay. But he wants me to say that I am because he does not want to deal with my emotions of saying, hey, my heart is broken. You know, I don't know what to do. I'm over here sick. Come by and just hang out with me. He doesn't want me to say that. He doesn't want to deal with that. And I don't want to express it. And so from both sides, you know, the, the man that's hurting doesn't want to express it. The man that's, that's calling to help out, he doesn't want to hear it. And so I'm challenging our men to be able to at least start dealing with those type of issues and start talking about those type of things. Because I write in the book how my father raised me to be a man and not a human. 
Mm. Aha. I've never heard that before. That sounds very interesting. Yeah. Yeah, he raised me to be a man. He didn't didn't raise me to be human at all. He raised me to be tough at all times. And that's what he was. He was, he was, he was, he was a stone. He was, he was a tin man, you know, until my mother left him. And so that's when I, that's when the book really, um, really I started seeing, you know, how men are emotionally unstable, whereas my father was tough as nails. Even now my father's, you know, late fifties, still working out on a bayou, creating, you know, doing, make, he's, he's on a railroad, uh, in Louisiana, working, making railroads over values. Over 50 years old. When I'm over 50, I'm probably going to be on a beach drinking a you know, martini or something. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to be doing that. But he's just that tough. But when my mother left him, he was, he was destroyed. You know, he was just completely crying all day, every day, all the time. And I was just like, wow, like, like it was your fault. She left. You know, you didn't love your woman. And so that, that kind of got me to where I am today in terms of, you know, going from a, a, a hoe, which is what I was, to successful husband and father. I decided that really in life, I've been successful at everything. I, I've college educated, um, uh, started a bunch of businesses. I, I've owned businesses uh, with, with medical recruiting, uh, all kind of stuff I've been successful at. Mm-hmm. But with marriage, I was not successful because I was married once when I was young, like 23 years old, got a divorce, uh, got engaged again broke that up, and uh, got married this last time with this woman. And even once I got married, I got frustrated again, and uh, we were on the verge to having another divorce. And then I looked in the mirror and said, hey, I'm, I'm what's common about all three of these relationships. What needs to change? And I thought about how I was successful in everything except with women. And so I decided on that day that the way, the way to gauge my life and how successful I am as a man is only by how good a husband and how good a father I am. God's going to always judge my Christianity but I have to judge how good a husband and how good a father I am, and that's really all I'm focused on for the rest of my life. Yeah, now actually talking about one of your stories there, uh, I mean, I read the chapter about Cleo and Danielle with fascination. I mean, it sounded like a scene out of a movie. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was a tough night. <laughs> <laughs> that whole breakup, I'm like, oh, my God, back and forth, back and yeah. forth. Yeah, yeah, you know, and, 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 and it's because I was emotionally unstable. I wasn't stable enough, uh, and again, that's the subtitle, a book about the emotional instability of men. I was not stable enough emotionally to make a sound decision. And so I get a lot of questions from women like, why did this man leave me, and now he wants to come back? He thought the grass was greener, and now it's not. And it's because I was a man that was emotionally unstable. I didn't know what I wanted. I wasn't emotional enough. I wasn't stable enough to say to myself, this woman is good for me. Uh, this is what's best for me. This is what's best for my future. She's going to be a good wife or a good mother. I wasn't emotionally stable enough to do that. I was really running around angry at my last woman. Because I, I write about in the book also where I was mad about my divorce for like three years. Hmm. And so during that three-year stint, no woman had a shot at me being serious about her at all. It was no chance because the entire time I was angry with my ex-wife. And I never admitted that to anybody. It was the first time I talked about it was in the book. Even though I had counseling and all that kind of stuff, I never admitted it to anybody until I wrote the book. Wow. So after that night, was that kind of like the turning point? Oh, um, yeah. I started I started recognizing what I was doing wrong. And, and well, I started recognizing that my part that I played, because what I teach my single men is, is to never lie. And so since I never lied to women, I never lied. No one will ever find a woman that will say, Stephen lied to me. I would just tell you straight up, like, hey, I'm dating around or I'm not interested in having, you know, um, a relationship or, you know, yeah, I got a date tonight, so I can't see you. I-, I would tell women what was going on with me on purpose because I felt like if I told you the truth and you accepted it, now I can do whatever I want. Mm-hmm. And that's the thing that men are missing. You, once you tell one lie, now you got to tell another lie and all that. I don't want to go through all that. So I told women the truth that if they accepted it, now I can do whatever I want. So that's, that's my challenge for single men. Tell the truth. Just, just always tell the truth. And so um, what, what was happening was I learned that even though I was telling the truth, still a lot of times women would be misled by my gentleman. Mm. My gentleman I'm all about being a gentleman. So I might bring you to the house, and I might cook a fabulous meal and things like that for you, candlelit and all that kind of stuff, and a woman's blown away like, oh, wow. But women didn't know that the reason why I did that was because it cost me $15 to cook a meal versus taking you out and spending 100 Right. You know, so I was one of those men, I didn't mind. I mean, you know how much easier it is 
to, to, to be at home and have a woman drive to your house. You didn't spend any money on gas. You didn't get dressed. You didn't have to do all that stuff. You know, you just need an hour to prepare the food, light some $2 candles that you got from Target, and you're, and you're, you're a superhero. And so that's why I did it. I did it because I was cheap. I didn't do it because you were special. And so I just learned that women took those things, you know, like they were special. Yes. And it was wrong, so I had to take more responsibility in what I was doing to women. And that night I learned that, okay, you know, even though I'm being truthful with these women, I still have some responsibility in the fact that they're taking me, you know, thinking I'm going to marry them and things like that, you know. So that's why I wrote about in the book um, with women, women a lot too often meet a man and evaluate him for marriage where men never do that. We never meet a woman and say, oh, wow, this is the type of woman I could marry. Only time we ever say something like that is if it's a stripper. That's the <laughs> only time. <laughs> like, wow, she's so fabulous. She's fine. She's, she has great breasts. I would marry her. I promise you I would marry her. And we wouldn't do it, uh-huh. but it's just something we're saying. You know, it's just, it's just a fun thing. A man is never going to meet a woman out like, and just know that first day. And I'm talking in general, generalities, yeah. of course. You know, you know, most the average man is not meeting a woman out and ever thinking about marriage the first time he meets her. Whereas women too often think that. Like, wow, he drove up, I saw him get out in ballet and a, and a Bentley, and wow, he's a lawyer, and this is the type of guy I want to marry. Well, he's not thinking those things about you. Right. And then also in terms of what you said about um, telling the truth and then listening to what you said, it seems you also said that women try to figure out what a man meant rather than accept what he said. I get women all the time that come to me and say, hey, um, my man say we can't get married until he works out his finances. What does that mean? Uh, that means that he can't get married until he works out his finances. <laughs> you know, well, how much money does that, does he have to have in order to marry me? Uh, that's not really for me to determine or for you to determine. You know, so women are actually sitting at home trying to figure out how much money the man wants in order for, and, and it doesn't work like that. What that really means is it's time for you to make a decision. It's time for you to be a woman and say, hey, do I want to wait or do I want to go? That's all that is. Don't figure it out. Don't, don't, don't look at what he's doing. Don't look at his business plan. Don't look at whether or not he's going back to school. Don't look at, you know, if this new business that he's working on is going, is going to pop off and now he's making money. Don't evaluate any of that. It's really for you to evaluate yourself and say, do I want to stay or do I want to go? That's it. Yeah, so then how does a woman, because you also talk about, you know, a woman knowing when it's time to leave a relationship. Besides what you just said, is there any other way of knowing? Women always stay too long, mm-hmm. and um, they stay too long because they haven't showed them their full woman. And so, like I said, you got, it goes back to showing your woman. I, I believe that women will leave a lot faster once they believe that this man knows the quality of woman that I am. And so I think, it, I think women stay too long simply because they haven't shown everything that they bring to the table. Too often, like I talk to a lot of women that I'll say, well, hey, um, you know, have you ever cooked for this man? Have you ever, you ever done anything for him? Have you ever taken him out and, and showed him a night on the town? Well, no, nah, you know, he, he should do that for me, and I believe a man should, you know, take care of a woman like that. And I said, yeah, that's, that's true. But once he shows you that he can do that, once he's taking you out, it's not something he has to continue to show you every single day. At some point, a woman has to show also that she has, you know, uh, the same type of skill set in terms of taking out a man and, and showing him a good time and things like that. Men love men love to be catered to just as well as women do. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, uh, a lot. I, I had a conversation in my training yesterday where um, uh, uh, I talked to about how my wife is is is, is uh, affectionate even in public sometimes. And I'm not going to talk about the sloppy wet kiss. I'm talking about like if I had some lint on my cheek or whatever, and I could be having a conversation with somebody, and my wife will gently and sweetly rub my face and rub the lint off my face. And I won't stop or blink, but I know she did it. I won't acknowledge it, but I know she did it, and I love it. And, it's, and it shows that she cares about me, and it shows other women or other people, whoever I'm talking to, that this woman is totally into me, and she cares about me, and is watching me, and she, and she has my back. So we need to know those things about our women. Yeah, my, <clears throat> my only concern is that women may tend to do it with the wrong guy. I mean, the guy, I think, has to oh, prove definitely. himself first. Oh, definitely. Um, that's why I say you got number one thing you got to do is find out how his last relationship ended. So once you find out how his last relationship ended, now you can go forward with showing your woman. And so I don't. I, I think a lot of women are, are too concerned with giving it to the wrong man because I believe if you show your woman, you'll leave sooner. You see what I'm saying? You you arrive at a place sooner to say, you know what? This man knows the quality of woman that I am, 
And apparently either he doesn't like it or it's not good enough. It's time for me to go. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, and so, and, I, and, I, and I've, been, I've been experimenting with that for a couple of years now while, while I tell my friends, they'll call me, my, my homegirls will call me and say, well, this guy's done this, do this. And I say, look, go full board. Do, do something amazing for him. You know what I'm saying? Do something amazing, and then if he doesn't respond or you do something amazing and, and nothing happens, it doesn't change what he does, that means that you're not the one for him and you need to move on. And every time they did it, they found out that the man wasn't ready, you know, for a relationship or whatever, and they moved on. You know, because I had a friend uh, recently that um, she was seeing a guy weekly. Every week they get together and things like that, uh, and she wanted more, but she could never get more. And so she started doing things like, and she was a wonderful cook. I mean, like pot roast and turkey. I mean, any holidays, she, she was a great cook. So she started doing things like just cooking a great meal for him, bringing it to his house, leaving it there for him, making his lunch, things like that. Sean, hey, this is the type of woman I would be. This is what I would do all day long. This is how I would take care, care of you. This is how I care about you. And it took about three weeks of doing that that she said, you know what? I showed him the type of woman I am, and he's not responding to it. So I'm going to leave and, and prepare myself to show that to the next man. Because mm. I'm definitely not advising my women to just go out and, and put themselves out on the line for two, three years. I'm not, I'm not saying that at all. I, I almost had a big debate a couple of weeks ago when I was on the radio when someone said, well, I can't, sh- I can't play wifey all day long. Mm-hmm. Oh, definitely, you don't want to do that. That's, that's not what I'm advising at all. But you have to show that you are wifey capable. Right. You get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You have to show that your wife is capable. So, so, so when you go home with him for the holidays, you can't just sit in there and watch the game with him while all the women are in the kitchen preparing a meal. Because if all the women are in the kitchen preparing a meal, what do you think he looks at as, as a woman? You know, that, that's, that's what a woman is to him. That's what he's seen all his life. And so if that's not who you are, and that's fine if that's not who you are. Maybe it's another man out there that's, that's comfortable with that. But if you go to his house, you know, for, for the Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving's coming up, and he's in the kitchen, I mean, all, all the women in the kitchen, and all the men are watching the game, and you're the only woman in the, in the living room watching the game with all the men, you're not going to get married to that man. He's not going to marry you because he doesn't see in you what he wants long term. He's not going to see it. Mm-hmm. And so we have to show our woman. So if that's not you as a woman, that's not the woman you want to show, then don't show it and leave and find a new man. And then also there is men for women that wouldn't be in the kitchen because unfortunately or fortunately I would be one of those women that wouldn't be in the kitchen. <laughs> and, and, and so I'm assuming being that you're a relationship expert uh-huh. that you are a 10 at a number of other things. Of course. That's my assumption. Yes, absolutely. Right. Right. And, and so, so if you're not going to be in that kitchen, that means there's some other things. And, and, and of course, there's something that that won't matter to. That's just a simple example that I use because it mattered a lot to me. And so definitely with women, you have to find out what matters to that man. Right. And so I'm sure that you have that skill to say, okay. And, and so, like, I've seen women who couldn't cook or didn't want to cook, but they're very attentive to their man, very attentive. Hey, hey, baby, what do you need or what do you have or what can I do or how can I help or whatever. And, and, and again, we're talking a lot about women. And so at some point, we definitely got to talk a lot about men, too, because I don't want women to have a perception that my book is about, no. you know, women or women bashing or whatever. It's not about that at not all. At all. Uh, in fact. I believe that all marriages fail because of men, or, or either marriages fail because of men, or relationships don't progress to marriage because of men. I think I think it starts with men, and I just challenge men to be more. Like I, I was I was at lunch the other day, and a guy he recognized me from somewhere. I got to talking, and he was talking about his problem with his girlfriend and things like that. And I just looked in my eyes and said, "Hey, man, you got to be more man. You have to be more man." And so when I say that to men, a lot of people, you know, all the experts, relationship experts and counselors and doctors and psychiatrists (laughs) and relationship coaches say, well, you have to define that. You have to tell a man what exactly to do. And I say, no, you don't. Men know. We know when we're we're, we're trifling or we're doing something wrong or we're not living up to our potential or when we can work hard in our relationships. There's not been a man yet that I've said to, hey, you need to be more man. Or there's not been a husband yet where I said, hey, you could be a better husband. And they said, no, I can't. I'm maxed out. I'm tapped out. Mm. I'm the best husband, you know. No, no man has ever said that. <laughs> yeah. You know, so that's my challenge to husbands. I tell every husband I meet, hey, I'm a better husband than you. And I don't know them, and I don't know how quality, how good a husband they are or not, but my swagger is I'm the best husband in the world. And so when I meet a man out somewhere, I want to say to him, hey, I'm a better husband than you, and I want him to say, no, you're not. <laughs> I'm the best husband in the world. And so I want men to start having that creative side, uh, creative item about themselves, because we always – 
competitive, I'm not creative, competitive. We're always competitive with everything else. Like I want to be the best, you know, project manager or lawyer or doctor or, or coach for my son's team. I want to be the best at all those other things, but we never think in terms of I want to be the best husband or the best, you know, sometimes we think about best father, but we never think in terms of being the best husband. So I definitely challenge men, just to, just, this is what you're supposed to be doing. Your wife is your queen. There's a lot of husbands that are treating their wives like girlfriends. And so I'm challenging the husband to say, hey, treat your wife like a wife. I'm trying to put more value into that title. We've lost it over the years. You know, the wife is not a girlfriend. The wife is just not some woman. A wife is your wife. That's your queen. You know, so, you know, we, we need our men to just step up to the plate and just be more man and be the best husband they can be. I totally agree. Well said. Now, you also said, um, okay, I'm going to read from the book. You said, people, stop giving your love away, especially my lady friends. Half the time, a man is not even interested uh, in in your love. It's bad enough that you're already giving him your cow for free. Now you're offering him the cow. No, it's bad enough you're already giving him the milk for free. Now you're offering him the cow, and he's going to reject the cow, and now you are all suicidal. <laughs> yeah, I was like, I was like, I told him he was giving the cow away. <laughs> like, I didn't know women just had cows. <laughs> you know, <laughs> the milk. Yeah, uh, what, what I talk about there is that women too often say, and, and that's, that's something I, I, I posted on Facebook, and I probably need to get it back up on my website and things like that. A lot of women were touched by that, by that passage, and what mm. I wrote about was when to tell a man you love him. Because yes. a lot of women had that problem. Women are always running around saying, I love a man, I love you, I want to tell you I love you. And, I, and when I, I sit down and thought about it, it took me about two weeks just to write that part because I wanted to think about it, research it. And when I, when I sat down, I sat down with a, a group of men and I thought about myself, and the first thing that came to mind that was profound to me was at no point in my life, and I dated a million women, maybe a little more, <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, I dated a million women, and at no point in my life, did a woman say, I love you, and I said that I loved her back wow. the first time. Wow. You see what I'm saying? Uh-huh. Like, never, never. A woman would say, I love you, and it take me like six, nine months, maybe a year later, I said, yes, I love you too. You know, and I would just be like, yeah, you, she'd be like, I love you. And I'd be like, okay, yeah, that's that's cool. You know, thanks. You know what I'm saying? You know, and it is too often that women when they have that emotion, that they want to say it. And so what I said to my, my women friends was, hey, you need to just express it or show it instead of verbalizing it. If you love a man, it's better to just show it by, by, by doing some things, you know, because once you say it, now I, I, whenever women said that to me, number one, I knew, okay, I have her. I have her exactly where I want her, mm-hmm. and now I know I can put her on the back burner because I got some time now. She's in love with me. She's not going nowhere. Right. You get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And so, so when you verbalize that for me, that puts you in a different place in terms of my category or whatever I'm putting you at. I'm like, okay, I'm okay with her now. I don't have to focus on her anymore. I can put her on the back burner. She's locked. She's not going anywhere. I got a couple months now. And so women just were really loving that passage and saying, you know what, I never thought about it like that. And I, and I say to women, you have to know that because to men, love is just a word. Mm-hmm. It's just a word to us. It doesn't, it doesn't, it's not a special word. It's not some word that, you know, oh, my gosh, she told me she loved me, and I feel so, so touched or so moved. You know, I mean, I love you is a statement. Love is a word. I love you is a statement. I'm not moved. I'm like, oh, my God. You know, I'm not, oh, my gosh, she told me she loved me in a positive way. A lot of times when I was dating, it was a negative way that I, that I responded to that statement. Like, oh, why? What have I done for her to love me? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> wow, you me know. You know, like, all I did was cook a hot meal, and you're in love with me. Like, wow, okay. Yeah, that was fast. You give your love to anybody. Right. And so I was like, just just stop with all that. Just <laughs> just, just show it, and, and, and don't tell a man that you love him. And, and, and really, a lot of women of these days are so compelled to tell a man that they love him. A lot of times they know that the man doesn't love them. And they'll just say it. I have women say to me, hey, I know you're not in the same place with me emotionally, but I just wanted to tell you that I loved you. And I'd be like, okay, well, why? You know, like, <laughs> like, like why, why are you so compelled to right. tell me that you love me? Like, why, why, why can't you just tell your friends that you love me? You yes, know what I'm saying? Yes. Tell your dog you love me. I don't, I don't know why do you have to tell me that you love me. That I'm not going to respond to you telling me you love me. That doesn't change anything. Right. Well, they you were know, tra- and, 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 go ahead. They were trying to get you to say I love you back. Right, you know what I'm saying? You you try you you searching and you reaching, and I'm not gonna I'm not gonna jump to you know saying I love and you really don't want me to anyway. 
You don't you don't really want me to fake it or lie or, you know, mislead you in any way. And so just stop with all that. If you know we've only been dating two, three months and I'm not in the same position, you know that I don't love you. If you know this for a fact, then you definitely shouldn't be saying it. Don't say it. Just don't worry about it. You know what I'm saying? And just show the man you love him and he'll get it. He'll get it on his own that, that you love him or, or, or that you're in love with him or whatever, and then maybe he'll act accordingly and, and maybe he'll be a little bit more appropriate. Because what happens is women will say, I love you, and then a man will start acting weird and funny after that. And the next thing mm-hmm. you know, he's not calling you or returning your calls because he's like, man, she's, she's developed so quickly emotionally that, you know, I don't know what's going to happen next and I just need to slow things down. And Don't do all that. Just avoid that whole I love you thing. And, and, and really, it's biblical for the man to lead anyway. And so just, just, you need to, you know, show your woman and wait on that man. If you're showing your woman, number one, you will leave at, at, at the correct time. I believe that. If you show the quality of woman you are, at some point you will say to yourself, you know what, I have showed this man that I can be a great wife to him, and he's not responding, it's time for me to go. Right, and, and, so says, show and, your woman. and it's time for us to yeah. go, unfortunately. <laughs> yeah. If they yeah. want to oh, know. okay, yeah, great time. If they want to know. I'll, what I'll go all day. Yeah, if they want to know what the other thing you were going to say was, they can always read your book or email you, right? <laughs> no, definitely. Uh, just go to RelationshipBeast.com or find me on Facebook or Twitter or whatever. And uh, it's been going really well. You catch me on radio. I'm on the radio somewhere every week, so I definitely appreciate you having me on. Oh, it was great. You're a great guest, very informative. I learned a lot. So, again, the book is Men Don't Heal, We Ho. The author is Stephen James Dixon. And the website, of course, is RelationshipBeast.com. So thanks for being Alrighty, on. All righty. Okay. Yeah, thanks to all the listeners. Definitely check for me. All right. Take care. Bye. Thanks. All right, and it's time for me to go. So thank you so much for joining me today. And remember, my website is theartoflove.net. My book is available at lessonsoflove.net. And uh, in the meantime, remember that love inspires, empowers, uplifts, and enlightens. You're listening to The Art of Love with your host, Lucia, right here on L.A. Talk Radio.